Hello, Nathan Foster here. Welcome once again to the Renovari Weekly Podcast. I have an interview for you this week with another Brit, uh, Joe Davis. Joe is a pastor and celebrant. He does speaking and is part of the board for Renovari UK. In this interview, we talk about celebrating death, what it looks like to do discipleship in the UK, also touch a little bit on some videos he's done on the streams, really fantastic short videos that we have posted on our website. Uh, we also talk a little bit about a new podcast he has that's, you'll have to check it out, it's uh, quite wild. Uh, it's called Mid-Faith Crisis. As always, thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Joe, how are you? Hey, it's great to be here. I'm well, thank you, Nate. <laughs> I'm excited. I get to I get to interview my friend Joe Davis. Hey, thank you. Hey, you you. To me, you have about the strangest job for a person like yourself. Really? Is, that, is that offensive for me to say that? It's not offensive. They rude, but not offensive. <laughs> you're you're the, the term is celebrant. Is that yeah? And see, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not so bright to understand that. Explain what that is. Well, it was, I guess because we celebrate life. So it, what that means is I do I do weddings and funerals, predominantly funerals. It has to be said uh, there are more funerals to be done than weddings nowadays in the UK. Uh, so um, that's a that's a great platform. When I was in church based ministry, I know it sounds kind of weird, but I sort of like doing funerals, you know, researching and finding out about someone's life and doing a good job and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just just delivering a service that is appropriate for a family. Uh, weird as it sounds to say, oh, I like doing funerals, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. I really do enjoy doing it. So, so that's how it happened. And 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 the truth is, you know, like so many things in life, you, you know, it's a strange way you get into them. I went to a couple of funeral services, and they were so awful. And you mm. know, like when you feel really arrogant, I could do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> this is dreadful. Well, I don't mean it arrogantly, but I, I just thought. You know, people deserve better, and uh, yeah. so I have that. So I do that, and I speak, and I uh, podcast, and I do other things. But yes, predominantly in the, terms the, of the many, village you're in has a lot of old people. <laughs> it does, yeah. The village Worthing—it's the largest town in East. You can't, you can't stop but be offensive, can you? Yeah, I know you Americans. You think we're on a tiny, <laughs> tiny island full of villages. <laughs> But you're in a little village in the south on the coast, right? I live in the largest town in West Sussex. Which is same Worthing. Very which much. is like a small village hamlet in the US, yes. Okay, okay. I, I mean, here's what gets me about your position. It's a retirement town. Yeah. Here's what gets me about it. It's because, you know, we've done some work together. You're a fantastic yeah, speaker. Um, you, you, you're a funny guy. And, and you. you do funerals. Do, do you integrate humor into your? Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. There's no, there's no need for them to be somber. I mean, you know, the nature of it is it's sad. But if you know, I uh, people like a celebration of life. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to that, especially when someone young dies. But when this is someone who has lived a good and a full and a lovely mm. life, and they're loved by children and grandchildren. You've got to celebrate that stuff. You've got to really get under the skin of the kind of people they were. And you've got to tell their funny stories. And everyone has memories like that. So, yeah, sure. In a, in a service, there's 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 sadness, of course, as we say goodbye. But there's lots of fun to be had as we tell our mm-hmm. stories. Yeah. I'd like you to do my funeral, Joe. 
hey, thanks. <laughs> I'd like to do it. And, and it's so much cheaper for friends as well. Fakes <laughs> <laughs> rates, as we call them over here. <laughs> do you tell, tell people a little bit about, I mean, your work with uh, Renovare UK uh, in Ireland, or Britain and Ireland. Tell us a little bit about uh, what that looks like. Sure, sure. Um, uh, we have a wonderful uh, chairman over here called James Catford. Hey, I and just just last week released uh, some interviews okay, I did with James, uh, so they know James. Just a remarkable and wonderful fella. You know, he's very clever and manipulative, man. He just seduces <laughs> you into these things by giving me the spiritual formation workbook and and the rest, as I say, is history. I'm on the board. I uh, For a while, I, you know, I'm a speaker for Renovari. So I go around churches and church groups and, and, and I do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the board uh, as well, which is just a great privilege, a real honor, just to share the resources and share the materials around a church that desperately needs uh, to rediscover its role in discipling people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my particular passion within that is that, you know, I don't think, I don't think that discipleship is just for Christians. I've thought that for a long time now. I just oh. feel like our brief is to disciple the world. And uh, that kind of gets me up in the morning because, you know, there's, there's a lot of world out there to disciple. So, you know, whether people call themselves Christians or not, I kind of, I, you know, I like to get people following Jesus. <laughs> okay, so this is, uh, Americans are going to struggle with this. Or, uh, are they? Okay, it, I apologize. No, I apologize, no, no, apologize. Um, help me unpack it a little bit. So working people become disciples, but yet would not call themselves a Christian or don't have the kind of orthodox belief. Well, I don't know how, I, I, you know, you know the U.S. scene much better than me, but, you know, Christian and even even the word God comes with lots of baggage over here. Uh, and it turns to be a lot of people call themselves atheists that aren't atheists. Okay. Uh, they, you know, they're just rejecting a really silly notion, fairy tale God. But deep down, they know their spirit. They understand that there's more than they can normally connect to through their senses. They do believe in something, but they're reluctant sometimes to call it God. And they're reluctant to throw their weight behind a, a, a particular faith. And and many of them have been put off church, rightly or wrongly, mm-hmm, perceived mm-hmm. or real. Um, and so, so th- you know, my work takes me into two strands on the, on the one hand. I, I go and speak to churches, and obviously, you know, that's that. There's no need to really talk about that. But on the other hand, I spend my entire life with people who would not be going to church, uh, or a significant part of my life doing that, and and some of whom would call themselves atheists. And then we talk about, you know, I steer the conversation from time to time towards, you know, the kind of things that followers of Jesus mm-hmm, might do mm-hmm. and engage with. And they are completely on board mm. uh, with the of Jesus because, as you know, Dallas used to say, you know, didn't he, that you know, Jesus is the smartest guy who's ever lived. You want to get to know this guy. He's, <laughs> he's really got a lot to say about what's bothering you in life. So, so yeah. Um, so what, yeah. Does, what does that look like then to help someone who might call himself an atheist to follow Jesus? I, well... Most people, regardless of creed or anything else, you know, they they would like to know how to live their life without worry. Mm. They would like to know how to live lightly on earth. They're even, most of the people I meet are kind of interested in having 
positive relationships, connecting with people, living peacefully, I guess, mm-hmm. might be mm-hmm. another way of saying that. And so and so you talk about those things. I mean, I think, you, you know, I'm, I'm a Baptist minister, so I, um, you know, I was trained to evangelize and you steer conversations towards, you know, getting people to make a profession of faith in Jesus. And uh, I'm not sure you can hurry that kind of thing mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I think salvation is much broader than the narrow way I used to understand it. Mm-hmm. And so let's let's start with what's bothering people and see if the gospel has anything to say about that. And mm-hmm. it, it does. <laughs> so it, it just does. So <laughs> but let's start with that. Meeting meeting them where they're at and let, let's let's start practicing these sure. things. Let's try sure. and follow uh, the sure. teachings. I mean, I heard a great story recently of the church that I'm kind of connected to uh, in Brighton. And, uh, and you know, this person was bringing their son who was quite heavily disabled and said, you know, my son said they wanted to come to church, but I just want you to know I'm an atheist. I don't want anything to do with it. And, you know, I'm really not in. But they just sat at the back and they listened as as the brilliant pastor there uh, sort of unpacked what it means to follow Jesus. And, uh, you know, you just gradually saw her mind working. She She's... She started to say, I, I'm, not, I'm not a Christian, but I, I, I am interested in, in what you have to say. Just a high-powered exec type. And gradually, Dave said, hey, would you come and head up our volunteer stuff? We could really, and she jumped at the chance to mm. kind of do that. And, and gradually, gradually, slowly but surely, as she belonged to the community and she got involved in all these things and everything, <laughs> the whole belief system changed. But it was that way around. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the whole, well, you can't join us until you sign up to our doctrine of faith and believe everything we believe it's like well let's come along for the journey and see what god does <laughs> i love i love that i just love that joe <laughs> and and i mean that's one of the gifts i think we can learn from the uk that you know here's a social cultural context that wants very little to do with christianity and church um, and and yeah. so you, you're you're forced to meet people where they're at, and not just post Christendom. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. More than that, it's not just that it's post Christian. It's not just people. It's not just that people don't care about God and everything. Some people are very very vociferously anti God, and mm-hmm. other people have just grown up in a culture of not knowing it. There's, there's no history of going to Bible. At school or Sunday school, you know, they know, and they really don't know the stories and don't know the patterns. So we're presented with new challenges, and and I think, well, do we lead with the same old stories that we've always led with? You know, mm-hmm. the, actually, what we need to do is tell you that you're a sinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to present what the problem is before we can present the solution to that problem. Uh, I I think no one's listening. Um, mm-hmm. So let's yeah let's let's move in on where people are you know scratch where it itches. Is that yeah. a good? Does that does that phrase translate? Yeah. Oh yeah, we we okay. we itch too. You, yeah, you scratch as well. Good. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> <That's> lovely. <laughs> um, you you put together um, these videos uh, for Renovar UK in yeah. Ireland, um, I, and we've we've posted them on our website. But could you tell us a little about the videos? Sure, sure. We just, um, you know, I guess, I guess, again, it's my passion within Renovari, which is so focused on discipleship, so wonderful. But I always kind of wanted to 
bring it back. I mean, if you were to be cruel about it, dumb it down. But it's not really dumbing it down. I just wanted to make it really accessible to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teaching, because as I said to you, you know, as we were just discussing, I I think people don't realize it, but people want to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I make this assumption uh, very quickly from my reading of the Gospels, like, Jesus was immensely popular. I mean, people just liked him. You know, if Jesus was coming around, this was going to be great. This was going to be good. Not, to, I, I don't mean the religious folks were happy. <laughs> Funnily enough, of course, they often weren't. Um, <laughs> but people just loved him and were drawn to him uh, because he had, he was fun. He had good things to say. And so, so we wanted to make a little series of videos, just a little bit, just to sort of help people engage with some disciplines. Try this stuff on. And see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Christianity isn't really just if the heart and soul, it's not about subscribing to a set of beliefs, you know, a kind of rational exercise, but it's about living in a whole new way. Why don't you why don't you start not worrying about your life? Why don't you start mm-hmm. trusting that there is a, a something that you can connect with? that will give you something that that will empower you for life. Now, we might phrase that in, in words like the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. receiving the Holy Spirit, but, you know, that's not how people talk over here on the street around <laughs> Worthing. I don't know how it is where you are. So let's, let's, use, let's use new language and find new ways to engage mm-hmm. with the teachings of Jesus. So that's, that, this is a, a very, a, you know, gentle and tentative step. Mm-hmm. towards helping people walk into something deeper. And our hope is that they would see these videos that really are, you know, two and a half, three minutes long, mm-hmm. giving them the bare bones introduction to to a, a new way of living and that they would then move on from that. And we, we always kind of promote the live streams book, the Spiritual Formation Workbook and, and, and Renovare and the website and say, look, if you've enjoyed this, you know, move on from here. Mm-hmm. Let's, mm-hmm. let's do some deeper life. Yeah. What I really like about so you've you've organized them around and they're funky and they're animated and we you know we had a lot of fun with them and you know they're they're done well I mean I was very impressed. Well, that's high praise. Thank you. You're very <laughs> kind. Of course, the truth is it is as a communicator it is so much harder to prepare a two minute talk than a twenty minute talk. Or it's, <laughs> it, and and the number of drafts and the sheer exasperation just going no that's mm. not right this phrase because the way you, you did it is you, you recorded you know you really worked on the script for what felt like months and months and months mm. mm-hmm. and then you recorded it and you had to get the recording just right and then it goes to the animator to animate it yeah 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 so and you it's a lot of work it's gratifying when people go that was nice because they have no idea how much how much we, we do I mean it does it takes. <laughs> more effort to write short than oh uh, man yeah yeah so much uh, and you organize the videos around the streams and practices people can do in each stream yeah Uh, yeah which yeah so there's seven videos the first one just introduces the balanced life which is a kind of foundational you know renovari teaching and then and then we just lead people into an introduction to the six streams Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. what what i find kind of fun and helpful is that people can interact with the streams without necessarily even knowing the kind of lineage of church history yeah, connected sure. to each stream. It's yeah. just, let's jump in. Yeah. 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 I mean, late, later on in your journey, that kind of stuff becomes really interesting. And mm-hmm. you, you know, you want to, but there's just no need at the beginning. And like I say, I mean, if you really want to 
bring it back. I, I don't think there's even any need early on to tell people they're following Jesus. Just get them following. <laughs> <laughs> following Jesus. Later on, you can tell them that's what they're doing. <laughs> Just begin with the practices. Yeah. You begin with silence. You begin with holiness. Yeah. You begin with... Try it on and see what it'll do for you. Because <laughs> I work on the assumption God's everywhere and God's going to meet up with them if they make space for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, if we're trusting God, that if we can yeah. trust God with people, that He'll yeah. sort them out as absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. And then we just engage in the process with and them. Don't, and don't we learn this lesson over and over again? I mean, I I'm a guy who goes out and tells people you really need to seek out solitude and silence, but so often I forget to myself, and so mm-hmm. you know, I put that rhythm in, and I go, "This is so good." I. No, God is here and with me and, and speaking. And then you think, why? Why don't I do this? <laughs> like all the time. Why have I? How have I allowed this rhythm to to, to get away from me again? God always shows up. Uh-huh. He's good like that. He's good like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost like God likes us. <laughs> yeah, there's a thought. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Here's what I like about the videos. Okay, they're yeah. they're sh- they're short, they're animated, they're wonderful introductory to people. And and what's helpful, I think, in a U.S. context, particularly for those who know the streams, know this material, is it just gives enough of a spin um, to, to 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 find it kind of fresh and and, and engaging. So, thank um, you. Yeah, I hope so. That that was certainly the aim. So. Yeah, that's that's encouraging to hear you say that. <laughs> cool, and we we've put them on the on the website under the audio video yeah, that's section. Great. And, yeah, and great. Oh well, please, folks, go listen to them and and use them with people. You know, can they show them at fa- churches? Yeah, put, put them on your Facebook site anywhere. Yeah, I, I don't know. That. There's no copyright that I'm aware of. I mean, we did them, so we make the copyright. <laughs> right? That's right. So yeah. you're free to do what you like with them. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah, so. sure. At, at least until someone tells you otherwise, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. okay, and then you, you've got another interesting project that I'd, I'd like to talk about, and that's your podcast. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, this is with my dear friend uh, Nick Page, who is just a wonderful author over here in the UK. I don't know whether his books are made in, in the US yet, but he is a fabulous guy and a, and a man with a terrific sense of humor and, um, and a real passion uh, to share Christ with people. And, and so... We, we have uh, started podcasting in a podcast called The Mid-Faith Crisis. Mm-hmm. So not mid-life crisis, mid-faith crisis. And what we're trying to say is that a very normal, everyday uh, kind of part of the Christian journey is that you will get to a stage one day when you will go to church. And it may take 10 years or 20 years and maybe even 30 or more years. But one day... As sure as night follows day, you're going to walk into church and everyone's going to be there singing and praising and raising their hands and having a great time. And you're going to look around and you're going to go, huh, is that it? Hmm. Is this it? Am I okay? I'm not sure what I believe anymore. I'm not sure these songs are connecting with me. I'm not sure that the teaching is really connecting with me. You know, at first you start blaming the worship leader or the pastor or, you know, all those other kind of things. And, Things start to fall apart a bit, but sooner or later you realize actually the problem is not them. It's me. Everyone else is having a great time. Hmm. There's something wrong with me, you can so easily think. But there's not something wrong with you. You're just entering a very normal 
part of the Christian journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Teresa of Avila actually used that, I think, that really helpful illustration of the, the caterpillar and the butterfly. I think it might even be the silkworm when she said it. But, you know, this idea that the early part of the Christian stage is you're like a caterpillar, you're chomping, chomping on your environment because, you know, a caterpillar's born onto its environment. Anyone who's grown cabbages, you know, or anything knows what this is like. They eat everything and they just can't get enough. And it's a bit like the Christian lifestyle. You love sermons, you love church, you love your small group, you love singing, you're just, oh, man, you cannot get enough of it <laughs> but eventually a day comes where you you know that that little creature spins a chrysalis and it's it, you know you know it goes into like this goo because it has to because something new has to emerge and that's mm. a for in the christian journey that can often be a very painful moment it can be a redundancy it can be a, it can be an illness it can be a breakdown of marriage or a moral failure or there's just something happens and suddenly you go nah no more this this faith stuff is not connecting to my life and it's a really vulnerable stage because it feels for all the world like you're losing your faith but what's Mm -hmm. actually happening if we allow it is the spirit of god is 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 beckoning us into a much deeper reality Mm -hmm. a much deeper and and you realize in that in those middle stages that Actually, you've got away with a kind of idolatry all your Christian life. You know, and mm. it works like this. It goes, you know, I, I want Christian faith and I love God, but on my terms. Right. And actually what happens in this stage is God gets you on God's terms. <laughs> and it can be painful. Yeah. And the ego is often uh, brushed aside. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, uh, was it Dallas again? I think he used to say God's address is the end of your rope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and but we would just find that to be true. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. there is God. Uh, where God's always been. I mean, and you know, the the earlier parts of the Christian journey are kind of external journey, but this part of the journey is now an internal journey. And we discover Christ is in us, and where Christ has always been, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God is there. But it's a new, a new, and a fresh, and a deeper, richer understanding mm-hmm, of God. Mm-hmm. So, so if we can do anything in this podcast to just help people, to reassure people, you're not losing your faith. God's just leading you into something deeper. Yeah, yeah. It, as a, I mean, sometimes I'll, I mean, these things can be very painful, and mm. people will often, you know, what's wrong with me? And oh, yeah. we're, we're, why is God oh, yeah. no longer allowed this to be fun yeah. and exciting? Yeah. When yeah. really it's, a, I think, a movement of love, of, uh, you know, let's, let's grow you up a little and um, yeah. take you I deeper. mean, again, again uh, you know, it's sort of stages of faith often use that kind of child development model. So, you know, when when, a, when you've got your two-and-a-half-year-old kid, you know, over here, uh, you know, you, you give an instruction to them, and the instruction is this, do not run out in the road. You know, especially don't run out on the road in front of an oncoming child. And that's a really helpful boundary. That's a good thing for a child to learn. That's a good rule to learn mm-hmm. about living. Do not go in the road. But, you know, try to learn that to a 17-year-old. And in any case, the 17-year-old is smart enough to work out that actually the velocity of the truck and whether they can get safely across the road in any case. And then they start to learn, 17-year-olds, in case you haven't got one, that you know, everything mummy and daddy said isn't necessarily true. And there are other ways of looking at the world. And I think that, I think that sometimes the faith we grew up with in Sunday school, you know, the black, the white, the this is how it is, and I'm just telling you like this, and you can believe the whole lot literally, is is such a helpful, precious, good thing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. A health, you, you're giving a structure there for a healthy young child to grow up. But the trouble is people are trying to live their lives in their 20s and 30s and 40s with that same faith. My mm-hmm. experience is it just doesn't work. 
-hmm. there are richer there are deeper things there are nuances and some of those things that seem black and white you discover are not black and white Mm -hmm. at all Mm-hmm. And so we now have to be delicately opened up, gently opened up to a whole new way. And we will discover if we do this journey, if we get it right, that God is more wonderful and more amazing and more loving than we ever dared dream or imagine. But the journey to that place mm-hmm. can sometimes be quite quite painful. And, and, and of course, you're not talking about people kind of losing their Christology or no, no, moving no, away from faith, but going deeper. No. Yeah. going much much deeper mm-hmm. much much deeper and sometimes i think we can think well just just learning the rules more learn the laws more and trying harder will just get us better so you know if we're feeling you know a little bit anxious in worship you are just going to throw ourselves into it a bit more and you'll burn out you will burn out mm-hmm. i could tell you stories if we had time of people who were so committed you know really key even pastors but you know worship leaders youth workers you know they they did that whole thing where they were really in the church and they were fully purpose driven and they were going for it and they and now they say oh you know i don't know what's happened i don't know what's happened and you know it's actually good news to go to them so of course this has happened yeah of course this has happened you it was all the externals you know the 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 faith that jesus was sharing and bringing is, is is a religion of the heart yeah not yeah god wants you not your your behaviors and all those things we used to call worship that really are just a very small part of worship mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. wants your heart god loves you and 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 there's yeah so there's there's a there's a big way through this that in no way means saying i don't believe this or what i used to believe is rubbish i think that's a very unhelpful mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. thing um, to, to say what i used to believe really helped me is good but faith is dynamic and moving in this journey that i'm doing with jesus is is a moving journey mm-hmm. some of the beliefs i had are being morphed a little bit or expanded i like to think mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they are being expanded into something new mm-hmm. and more open the the word that comes to mind that maybe feels strange to say, but it's about dying. I think that's exactly it, and and, yeah, and I think it's exactly about it because it feels like a death mm-hmm. and death and resurrection. But of course, well, it, you know, speaking from experience, you know, it's so easy for to read the uh, you know the crucifixion accounts. This is like some sort of you know doctrine basis you know we've got to get what we believe about the cross right mm-hmm. and we've got to believe how we understand the resurrection right and i think what happens in the mid-faith crisis is that that the cross moves from being a doctrine to being an actual experience a mm-hmm. shared experience with christ we mm-hmm. die mm-hmm. with christ a bit about yeah. no resurrection without death <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if jesus teaches anything it's not to be afraid of dying yeah. Not to be dead, and suddenly you see death and death and resurrection in your life all the time, and then that 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 forces you back into the gospel accounts, and now you start reading the death and resurrection <laughs> with much more hope. And the, you know the early stages of my faith, you know, we didn't even really need the resurrection; it was just kind of happy ever so. We just needed the blood to secure our salvation, kind of thing. And I think mm-hmm. most of us have a more developed understanding, certainly around anyone who's been hanging around Renovari for very long, will have a a much richer understanding of what salvation is. It's a life; it's not just an event. Yeah happens it's, it's it's a process it's a wonderful thing to get god's doing with you and 
And so I, th- I, I just find this tremendously exciting, actually. Oh, yeah, there's this in my life right now. There's death and resurrection happening. It's happening at a literal level in my cells, mm-hmm. but it's happening at a, at a, at a very real uh, level, too. And, you know, there's there's bits of Joe Davis that still need to die because they're getting in the way mm-hmm. of, of of my relationship with God, my love and, and, and hindering other relationships, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. And the sooner they die, the better. But, you know, these things don't. They don't go overnight. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take it clear around then. You you started us off in our in our time here with the beauty and death and and your work yeah. with helping people die well oh, and celebrate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, uh, bless you. Okay. So as we as we close things up, I I I mean, you're making the podcast sound like it's you know very serious a bit here. <laughs> And, and really, it's quite like, out of control. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are in for a shock. Please do not listen to our podcast thinking it's serious. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's almost like comedy hour there. I mean, there's content. It's good. It's rich. But There's, there's fun to be had. I am an Enneagram 7. It comes kind of natural to me. And uh, Nick is a comedian. So, you know, between us, it, we it, have a lot it, of fun it, discussing these extremely serious subjects. It's like this British uh, Monty Python-y kind of. <laughs> Those influences are there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Joe, I so appreciate your work, and I so appreciate you taking time. Uh, bless uh, you. And, and me, you too, my friend. So much. 